Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Nunez Nunchi podcast. So excited to have Fran McMahon with us. She's a content creator and author. Her content called a Healthy Dose of Fran. We'll talk about what that looks like and what she does. But I'm so excited to have her. She's on the other side of the ocean. But um, thank you for coming, Fran, or Healthy Dose of Fran. So excited to have you. Oh, thank you so much. This has been absolutely brilliant. I'm so glad to be here. I love it. And of course, love your accent. So I'm sure you get that a lot, right? Yeah. We're like, keep talking. Let's hear you. So excited to talk about a lot of stuff today and from different perspectives coming from you. So I always like to ask this. Um, first, tell me a little bit about Healthy Dose of Fran and why it's called that. And then we'll talk about your journey in the K-drama world. All right. Awesome. So a Healthy Dose of Fran is my YouTube channel where I produce fan-related content, particularly as of like the last year or so, I've been focusing on my favorite book series, which is the Percy Jackson and the Olympian series and all the stories that come with that. So Greek mythology, Roman mythology, Egyptian mythology, all that sort of fun stuff. And uh, it's just diving into the world of that series and exploring and coming up with fun theories and discussions in relation to that. Um, alongside it, I've been doing things like Avatar The Last Airbender, Legend of Korra content. Um, I also post uh, stuff about the different stories that I'm working on um, as I am an author. So I've recently had um, a short story of mine that is the first in what is going to be a three novel and four short story series called the Into the Wild series. Uh, that first story is called Echoes of the Past. Uh, it is out and it follows the journey of Echo, a lone wolf, trying to find a way to survive in this very dangerous world that animals can live in. Um, and yeah, so it, that's out and that's being talked about on my channel as well. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. I've been doing YouTube for like four years now, I think. And Wow, uh, you could teach me a thing or two. <laughs> happy to but you're doing amazing as is so I think you're good oh thank you Fran but I mean seriously so all of the stuff you're talking about Greek mythology fantasy airbender and then Percy Jackson Olympian how did I okay so let's make the connection to K-dramas very <laughs> I know I had to say interesting um but also it's great to have different tastes right so that's super important mm. so tell me because I met you through uh, K-dramas and just um, social media, thank goodness for social mm. media. But tell me a little bit about how you got into Korean dramas or K-pop. Oh, that, well, K-pop is, uh, I have a more direct story in that I remember how I got into K-pop. I don't fully remember how I got into K-dramas. So in the case of K-pop, um, it happened both times through. I, I got into second generation the first time. It didn't stick fully because... I don't know why it just kind of didn't initially and I think it was because I was boring and I was very busy and I was just like yeah this is really good and then I forgot how good it was and just kind of like disappeared <laughs> I didn't listen to like music properly for like a long while it was like in the height of my exam season stuff oh, like that it yeah. just kind of faded away and then I got to university it was my final year of university I met my now best friend uh Bronte who is a huge k-pop and k-drama fan who introduced me to BTS, Monster X, GOT7, all that sort of stuff and I've been hooked ever since um and from there that did actually then introduce me to k-dramas because I think I was listening to a playlist at some point and I heard one of the OSTs that you usually get from a K-drama. I was like, oh, this is really nice. What's this for? Mm -hmm. Didn't see, like, saw the artist's name, but saw that it wasn't, you know, connected to the group they usually apart from. I was like, oh, this is interesting. Went on to Netflix, as we always do, and just kind of started looking some things up. And uh, alongside that, I found uh, 
oh, what's it called? Good Doctor, which is the original version of what the US show, The Good Doctor, yes. was based on. And I'd been watching that as well. And I was like, oh, okay. I like Korean music. Mm-hmm. I don't know the Korean language very well, but I like it all the same. And I'm going to be learning whilst I'm doing it. But I also like this American show. And this was the original. Let's have a look. And now I prefer the original. <laughs> That's cool. I mean, what a great story. And I was going to say it actually, I've heard that for some folks when they really are into K-pop first. And then mm-hmm. of course they recognize an OST. What was the OST? Do you remember? I don't actually remember, but oh, no worries, oh, wait, no, hold on. Oh. I think I do. I think it was, um, it was, oh God. It was from something in the rain and it was oh. the Henry Lau song. Oh, um, okay. it's you, I think. Interesting. No, no, no. I mean, something, I mean, first of all, the OSTs of the K-dramas are amazing. Um, mm-hmm. but that's interesting because I love something rain, but I, I'm trying to pinpoint that song, but I'm sure like so because I have a huge pain. Yeah. But that's I awesome. Think, wait, was it something in the rain? <laughs> no, I'm like, I feel like I'm lying. <laughs> it's totally fine because all of them have good OSTs, but I guess that's cool that that's how you got into it. And of course, your best friend who's totally into Korean drama. So that said, yes. it sounds like the good doctor was your first one. Yes, my first okay. official that I remember. Right. I feel sure. like I possibly watched something before because I've always ended up doing that. I just I was like, this looks interesting. Click on it. And yeah. it ended up being in a different language. I was like, oh, that's unexpected. I'm going to watch it anyway. But yeah, so I probably have watched one in the past and just don't have any recollection of it. No that worries, but that's good I that remember. you remember The Good Doctor. Um, mm. And and then, so let's talk about your K-drama journey then. So then yes. that's how we technically met. What are some of the K-dramas? Let's start off with specifically that you've watched that impacted you and stayed with you. Cause I know we've had this conversation, but I'd love mm. to hear about it. And then one of the things, you know, that I love talking about is how K-dramas affect not just our mental health, but our, our identity. So I'd mm. love to hear about that from, on your perspective. Oh, for sure. So good, uh, good doctor was someone that I watched for uh, first, but I didn't actually watch another K-drama for like a year and a half afterwards. I don't really know why. But it just kind of, I think I was like, you know, when you're young and you're trying to find work and like, oh my God, I'm unemployed. What am I going to do? Sure. Um, so I was, <laughs> the anxiety of that was kind of like taking over. But when I kind of got into um, a good place and the pandemic hit and everything was in hell, um, I had some time to kind of really find some things to watch. So I got into uh, Crash Landing on You, obviously it's a little bit before the pandemic, but slightly. But right around then, yeah, well. the beginning. <laughs> the big border. Um, and then there was also Run On, It's Okay to Not Be Okay. And it's the, it's not okay. It, wait, hold on. It's okay to not be okay. There's yeah. too many okays. It's right. I know, it's too many. <laughs> uh, that was the one that made the first big impact on me as a show because it was the first that I saw, um, both in like Korean and like Western, like US, UK media that really confronted mental health and like the trauma of past and PTSD and all these sort of things like head on like no holding back whatsoever um and it stuck with me a lot because I was currently whilst I was watching that at the time I was going through um therapy for a flare-up of my PTSD which was kind of coming in through the pandemic um and so I was watching that and I was going to therapy at the same time and they were both in a sense very therapeutic but Mm -hmm. in no offense to my therapist because they were awesome and I really appreciate them it's okay to not be okay helped more I feel in me kind of coming to terms with like my own struggles in relation to what was happening um because it was seeing so many people with so many different conditions and so many different life experiences dealing it with it in the way that they could and having someone help them through it even if it was just like a kind word here or there or just 
finding their own way to cope in ways that sometimes weren't always the most healthy, but sometimes were healthy in other ways. Um, and it just kind of, yeah, it just really stuck with me as something like, oh no, I can find a way to like be healthy for myself and find ways to help cope yeah. in a way, especially during a pandemic when there's not really any of the comforts that you usually have to be able to help are right. accessible. Um, so it helped me find new ways to look after myself and make sure I was doing okay. Well, yeah, it's okay to not be okay. Um, and you were doing okay. I, I wow, you said something very, um, I want to say point out poignantly as a therapist, of course, <laughs> I endorse it when you said it helped you more, no, no, like downplaying the therapy that you got. Right. Obviously, mm, but as yeah, a therapist, yeah. that's why I look at K dramas because they can be very impactful. Right. Mm. And um, thank you for sharing about just how your PTSD was re-triggered. And, and I want to say for a lot of folks, just that might've been struggling with mental illness or mental health conditions, the mm. pandemic did quite a bit, right? So you're not alone in that. And that's why K-dramas just kind of went up the, you know, with, with just the, the viewership went up. Right. Mm. So then after it's okay to not be okay. And by then you were like, wow, they're really facing mental illness, mental health straight on. What are some other K-dramas that have impacted you? Because I know we've talked about it, but I'd love for you to share and specifically on who you are or who you're trying to become or who you want to be, right? Yeah. Um, so there are definitely different ones. So I kind of have like a broad spectrum of the different kinds of K-dramas that I I, watch, I love your broad I, range. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and but I'm also one of the ones that I'm a huge sucker for anything that has romance related. Um, you know, <laughs> even if it does remind me that I'm perpetually single, I still enjoy them. Um <laughs> we aspire to have those romantic relationships, exactly. right? Yeah. 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 Who doesn't want, you know, someone to like whip you out of the way of the road when you're about to be hit by a car it probably won't help because I am very clumsy so I probably still get hit by the car but it's still drama either way exactly in the dramatic moment of them being like no the horror the agony like yeah no that's what I want I want someone to be like hysterically sobbing because I've been injured even if it's just a paper cut give it to me I need this emotional I need this emotional I love that I love that but you're right those Um, those big dramatic moments in the romances that were like oh but it's you know that's why we just this is why we watch it because we just like seeing that right exactly yeah yeah um and the one that kind of like a a few that stood out to me in in relation to that that kind of gave me sort of those happy moments is uh weightlifting fairy kim bokju because of you just the the the, you're like I watched it like this Yes, because it's so sweet, but it's also so hilarious because like the romantic moments are just that they're the best subversion of that. The whole scene of like he moves her in front of the puddle (laughs) to keep himself dry and she gets splashed like legendary and 100 percent something that would either happen to me or I would do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Love it. And just things like that. So just like that heartwarming sort of feeling that you get from K-dramas as well through the Mm. comedy, the romance, and even the drama sometimes as well, because seeing someone so passionate and like the the intensity of that drama that you're seeing from someone of like either this intense care that they have for someone that they're afraid for them and all these sort of things, or just like (laughs) in the nicest way, when someone's life is really bad and it makes you feel good because it's like, at least that's not my life. That's kind of like the vibe. I'm glad you pointed that out. That's another reason why people watch them. They they kind of realize, wow, I don't have it that bad. I should appreciate my life more. I mean, do, do you know what I mean? Because we yeah, see yeah. these dramatized stories of 
I don't know, dis- despair in these, in some of these K-dramas, which I'm, there's so many, right. But mm. that's a good perspective. So I'm going to point that out. Thanks for sharing that. <laughs> what else? No. What else? So um, weightlifting Kimbukju. Yes. Weightlifting fairy Kimbukju. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, and then there are just a few others that like, uh, even once I've seen recently, like I watched uh, her private life recently, um, unexpected, like love for the series. Right. Um, Cause I wasn't, cause it was just such a, like, out of place premise like I wasn't expecting the premise itself and then as it carried on I was like oh this is even better and yeah. the, the occasional drama thrown in it's like oh my god okay but then also the miscommunication of like him believing that her and her best friend are actually a secret like lesbian couple and him, I love it oh, it like, was, and he it was, was actually supportive too it was like kind of like yeah okay <laughs> let me let me just you know give them space yeah that that was a funny yeah. scene I think the best scene from that is just like him seeing them and really like remembering what the friend said of like you know do you ever have that feeling of not being able to be with someone that you want to be with so bad and you just want to be near them and then he sees them together and he's like I assumed I assumed she was heterosexual I'm the worst kind of person in this world and it's like oh my god (laughs) this this man is woke and we love him for it. He knows what's up. He's like, oh my God, I cannot believe that my heteronormative societal view has destroyed the image that I have of these women and I ruined their evening because they're so in love and I took it away from them. I'm awful. And it was just- That's was awesome pointing thing. that out. You're right. He was very like, oh my gosh, right? And yeah, yeah. And I know we talk about representation, so we'll talk more about that. But I- you, I, this is why I love talking to guests because they remind me of scenes that I kind of forget. And that was mm. a good scene. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it just stood out to me because like that was also, that was a show from 29, 20, yeah, 2019. 2019. Yeah. Um, and like, there are so many more shows that I've like, from like a couple of years ago that do have, even if it's like small little bits of representation for queer audiences, for me as like a queer woman, I pick up on them instantly. I'm like, wow. Like even these small little things, like that's more representation than I've seen in like years in some cases. Um, and mm. it's just, it's amazing. Like, and there's more coming out every year. Like there's a new one at, coming out just like weekly currently, which is, um, oh God, what's it called? Uh, business Proposal, I think it's called. Like there's I only two episodes. I haven't started it. Oh, and it has representation in there? Kind of, there's like a hint. So it's not like full representation, but it's like, there was like a casual mention of like someone saying, you know, if you two are gay, you know, that's cool. Just date, just don't pretend sort of situation. And they'd be like, you know, we're not, but if I was, you know, this guy wouldn't be my type anyway. So it was kind of like a casual sort of thing. And it wasn't that the, even though it's not kind of technically representation, it was nice all the same because it wasn't that moment that you usually get in like US shows where someone gets so offended uh-huh. for being assumed to be gay sort of mm-hmm. situation which still mm-hmm. happens now which is like which is on. interesting it's, that you point that out because, right um sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you but I guess you're saying oh, yeah, it's all good you like the so I'll have you keep talking about just representation but you're saying it's not as like in your face but well done like kind of intricately um kind of interweaved well into the story is what I'm hearing you saying. Like you like yeah. seeing that part of it. I got to see that. It, it just started, right? Business proposal. Yeah. As of, as of our conversations, well, I haven't started it because there's so many to watch. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. And a minute, it's a week. It's like a two episode a week release. Yes. And I was like, so I've only watched the first episode because then I found out it was like a two episode a week release. And yeah. I was like, oh, I physically cannot put myself through that. I have to wait until at least a few more. Hours. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard. It's so hard. Um, but uh, yeah, so it was only in the first episode. And it was just this small little line of like, you know, if you are gay, you know, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and just seeing that, I was like, 
I love that. Like they weren't yeah. gay, yeah. which also was kind of like, damn. <laughs> but, That's awesome. but it was like, you're a main lead. I get it because female main lead as well. So it was fair enough. But also just the fact it's there and the fact that they're not up, like, there's like a whole scene was like when the other guy who is like his secretary says, you know, he wouldn't be my type anyway. The main lead gets really upset. It's like, what do you mean I wouldn't be your type? I'm everyone's type. And so just that, I just, I kind of oh. love that because like that's so refreshing because yes. too often there are so many scenes in UK, US television. I mean, not as many now as they were like a few years ago and stuff of when someone assumes you're gay, that's a bad thing. Mm. And the fact that this didn't happen here was brilliant I love that I was like yes no we love the casual which is like the openness sort of like yeah no I should be your type why wouldn't I be your type like how dare you say this about me so normalizing it normalizing it and that's super important for representation so I love that so now you pique my interest to watch it because we are seeing that more in k-dramas I know Mm. you can list more and I want you to keep going because we want to point this out just how you it's how you've perceived things in a k-drama that really hit you and that really Mm. I guess what's the word validate your experience 100%. and who you are is very good for our mental health, right? Definitely, definitely. And I've had that with a lot, considering like I only really kind of got into K dramas during the pandemic, just being like, God, these last two years. Right. But- <laughs> That's a long two years. It's yeah, a long, long year. two years. Mm-hmm. But I've only got into them in the last two years. And nearly all of the K dramas I've seen in these last two years have some form of LGBT representation. So you've got Run On, you've got two characters but mm-hmm. mainly both side characters but two characters who are queer they're both okay and i still have not seen run on i know i, I just bypassed uh, run on because there's so many other stuff to watch but that is right. things yeah yes i was gonna say i would recommend it. it's very much it's that sort of fluffy sort of go lucky i've heard of. it was yeah i heard yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah um there is some like drama moments because i know there's like uh one of the characters uh who is one of the queer characters um is someone who is being beaten up by his peers and stuff like that but not because he's gay but because he's better than them because he is a track star with them and because another person is better than them as well so they take it out on him because he's younger gotcha so that was already like an immediate subversion because like you get the hints that he is a queer character like from the get-go and he has a bit of a crush on the main lead um and when there was this whole hint of like him being beaten I was like oh god are they gonna have it as that the reason he's being beaten is because he's gay and quite openly like he makes comments about you know him being attractive and all these sort of things like very openly sort of situation and I was like oh no is this yeah and then it wasn't even remotely about him being gay nothing to do with it whatsoever which was a real surprise to me because usually in like UK US media if someone is gay and they're being beaten up it is because they're gay that they are being yeah. beaten up yeah. like, that is the only reason you'll be being beaten up that is great to point out. Yeah. And it was something that really surprised me. So it took me yeah. aback that that wasn't the reason he was being beaten. Obviously, it's so awful that he's being beaten. It's a quick <laughs> right, after being beaten. Right. But the, and so it sounds weird. I'm just like, oh, I'm so glad. But not obviously. Yeah, you don't <laughs> want to see reason up, but for the reasons were not, which was refreshing to see. Yeah. Yes. Because it mm-hmm. was just, it was because my immediate thought went to, it's going to be because he's gay. Yeah, like that was my sure. immediate thought process because of what I've seen in the past. And the fact right. that that wasn't the case was just brilliant. And then you've got another character who has like an unrequited love towards like a male friend who oh. confesses and all these sort of things. And is just kind of really open about it. And the friend is not like put out by it. It's like and he apologizes to him. It's like, I'm really sorry. I don't return your feelings, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I hope we'll still be friends and stuff like that. Right. Like, Instead yeah, of no, being of completely like aghast with 
horror and yeah 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 or like being uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and I thought it was the the fact that he kind of apologizes like I'm really sorry that I don't return your feelings was something that was just really sweet to see Mm -hmm. Uh, because you don't really get things like that just the kind of like oh you get the oh thanks and then that's kind of it yeah he's just like thank you and I'm really sorry that I can't return them Mm-hmm. I just thought it just like it added that additional sort of weight to the to the situation I thought it was just a really lovely sort of situation um yeah. and there's just been loads of things like that just small little bits here and there like in even in hometown cha-cha-cha yeah. had that like completely subversion of what everyone was thinking because yes of this character um and you you, you I was gonna say your face knew <laughs> straight away I was like oh yes this one I was like yep <laughs> that yeah. one because no one was expecting it until no there was, was like it. I think there was one episode where like she was looking at the female character and I was like, that's gay. Yeah. That's a gay look. Right. <laughs> this is a huge homosexual yeah, that's what right I here. On, it was later on in the, in the series, right? When I was mm. like, oh, it's not what we all thought. It's yeah. her, right? And I, just like you're talking about with run-on, since I didn't see it, and I saw this one, obviously I really liked the way um, she handled mm. it. When she's like, I like you, Ani. Mm. And she's like, I knew, all, I knew that all along, Right. Yeah. She got, I already knew it. And she's like, you did, but there was no um, semblance of like, I understood, but obviously I couldn't return the same, same way that run sounds like they had, they had um, handled it. Yeah. Very well. And done. I thought it was, yeah. It was incredibly well done. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, I, uh, <laughs> this is, this is half because I am gay and I'm always looking for gay things in media yeah. is that I kind of got the hints like a little bit early on with some of the interactions, but only because I was like, please, <laughs> that was actually there. It was because I was like, Come on, come on, do it. Come on, come on. Oh, Subvert I Subvert this. Subvert. So it was more me kind of like assuming, like maybe this is going to be the case. Mm. And then when it happened, it was like, oh, I didn't actually expect that, but that's awesome. I see. Yeah, of course, because you're looking at it from your perspective. Yeah, no, mm. I think it, it's, I think we were all speculating as viewers were like, what's that? What's the love triangle? What's that? What's the secret? Why did they get divorced? Right. But, mm. um, but it was a pleasant surprise because it was, like I said, not even a pleasant surprise. It was just very well done. So it's just mm. part of the story and just emotional as every part of that story was, right? Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I agree with that one. Now, are there others that you also really enjoyed watching that you thought this was also well done? Because you said almost every K-drama you've seen has that representation. Yes. So the other one, which is the bigger one, um, that kind of really got me, to, in a sense, I, immediately after I finished watching that K-drama, I looked up what other gays are in K-dramas. Because <laughs> so I looked for a list basically <laughs> that just yeah. that was kind of the final thing I was like okay this is the fourth time now all right we're gonna watch something else yeah um, which find more uh so this was nevertheless one um, that I did not finish yeah I was gonna say <laughs> I would <laughs> I tell this to everyone nevertheless is great but only for the 15 minutes which is Sol and Jawan. <laughs> Yes, I was going to say, and I knew what you were talking about. Um, mm. And I heard, of course, about it, and I could see it. The, the main lead in the, the yeah, just. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, no, I was skipping through it. I'm, I'm going to be brutally honest. For anyone who likes Nevertheless, no offense intended. No offense. No offense. Yeah. But I skipped through everything to do with the main lead and the main female because I was like, I am not about this heterosexual nonsense. Give me soul and you I agree. I was like, this is nonsense. Yeah. But, but let's talk about that. Yeah. What? And, and you said that was a big one. Mm. And you said, it's so funny. You said 15 minutes, but I meant big one. How, like as, as an impact is what I'm saying to you, that mm. must've been really make impactful for you. 
Oh, it was hugely impactful because it was something I was not remotely expecting. And like going into it, like you, the hints are there from episode one, which Mm -hmm. is something I didn't remotely expect in general. Because like the few that I had seen, like even run on, you kind of, you get a few little hints, but you don't really kind of see anything further. And that's kind of, then the other character is like near the end of the series. Yeah. And the few other cases as well, obviously like her private life, the joke's kind of there from the start-ish, but not fully. (laughs) um but this is the first one where you're getting further hints and like there's there's more skinship there's more sort of discussion of their relationship and it seems a little bit deeper than anything you've seen previously and it just keeps going and going like there's Mm -hmm. more deeper there's something more about it and the fact that they were being focused on like these two female leads as part of like I guess you would call it this sort of c plot so you've got the a plot of toxic mess you've got the b plot of secondary toxic mess but a little bit better and you'll see plot of my lesbians you're and, so funny because um, you're you're like you're talking like an author i'm like c <laughs> a b c well okay but i see your point now i see how it's all divided up yeah into a story yeah so i realized that that was, that was very much a technical term there but yeah so the mains secondary mains and then sort of like the side characters sure. sort of situation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um of like who's kind of getting more screen time of their relationship yes. sort of situation um, and considering they were, in a sense, like the seaport, they were the secondary or even third level characters in the show. Their story was the one that stood out the most to me. And before anyone says, it's not just because they were gay. It's not because of that. It's because it was a beautiful friends to lovers storyline mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. kind of, in comparison to other ones, it didn't feel like it kind of came out of nowhere. The hints and the examples and the depth of their relationship is there from the get-go like the way in which they interact with each other the sort of holding things back from sort of like the fear of kind of hurting Jawan of her possibly going abroad to study further and not wanting to hurt her because she cares about her so much and yes. like the closeness that they have with each other that that's all there from episode one mm-hmm, and it just mm-hmm. go it continues on and the fact that they were getting so much screen time of their relationship and the only other relationships that were getting this big screen time were romantic relationships. Right. Kind of gave me that pause of like, wait, hold on. Are we actually getting like main screen time mm. for a queer relationship? And because I couldn't fully believe it, because like that doesn't hop, uh, like happen often. Like usually these have been like four side characters. They're kind of just there. They don't really have yeah. any involvement in the main plot or anything like that. But this time they were, they were involved in the main plot. They had their own dramas for their story. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was, it was brilliant just seeing it all unfold, which is why I kept going back. The show wasn't that great, but I kept going back for Sol and Jiwon because their story was a thing that was yeah. kind of keeping me going in a sense, like both in terms of like my mental health of kind of finding like love and happiness in it and seeing this beautiful relationship and its development from like friends to a sort of like anxiety of moving to that next step and Which then is so reaching legit. Next step. it's very realistically done right so it's like that's very, very. I, I see that in my work that progression of like uh-oh uh-oh we're entering this territory but we have these mm. feelings you said something important and I didn't mean to interrupt you because I want to I want to I want you to talk Go about it. it as you're going through it you said for your mental health how mm. was it beneficial as you're watching this I think for me it was just it was seeing such a healthy like open relationship between these two characters and mm-hmm. as someone who has like unfortunately been in like toxic and like not abusive but like borderline relationships in the past seeing 
for the first time something that was just so like wholesome in its appearance because obviously it's realistic to show like the issues that you have in relationships stuff like that but in most cases when we do get queer relationships it's usually angst filled there's Mm -hmm. nothing really consistently positive and wholesome of queer relationships in media particularly in the UK and US so seeing this relationship that yes it had its dramas of like them not being able to fully admit their feelings for each other and them kind of struggling to figure out where their relationship would go and that anxiety behind it everything else was just this wholesome sort of situation of them that the reason why they were so nervous was because of how much they cared about each other and this fear of losing that relationship which so it wasn't too much of being gay mm-hmm. like oh my goodness it was more about just their feelings for each other individually right like not yes not focusing on their actual gender identity and it being all about that yes that was the yes. that was the shift I want to say it was what I'm hearing yes for sure so it was both that and also just seeing them just kind of just their care for each other on this deep level like even though they have like the whole miscommunication sort of situation that goes on but obviously that's a brilliant trope I love it so much (laughs) it's a brilliant trope yeah so good yeah Um, but like all these sort of things that you do see in some like UK and US media with queer relationships this was the first one that it just the drama that was there for them wasn't drama that's like kind of hurt the audience at the same time because it was just it was messy like usually in the media that I have seen it's messy for the sake of being messy whereas in like in Nevertheless and with Solon to One it felt more realistic the drama of just like this whole situation of like yeah you're going from like friends who have been like best friends since middle school I don't know what ages that is because that's a we don't have that in Britain I think that's like 12 to 14 like yeah 12 to 14 yeah gotcha um, and they're obviously in university now. So that's like a decade plus yeah. maybe long friendship. And going from like moving away from that into something possibly more is it's always nerve wracking. Like for anyone, it, yes. like straight, bi, gay, whatever. Yeah. It's always going to be a difficult transition. Mm-hmm. And the fact that that was the focus of just like this difficultness and not anything to do with like their sexuality or anything to do with just, you know, them causing drama for themselves like I'm trying to think of like an example in um western media where that's happened where I think like there's like cheating situations they mm-hmm. usually just like a family who are causing the problems of like oh sure. it's between it's them or us sort of situation yes. nothing like that of like nothing external like problems it was more internal of feelings and kind of not really knowing where this relationship is going it just it felt so much more refreshing than the usual dramas that you get in western yeah. queer media I would say I can hear that in your voice too and seeing you animated talking about it, that it was a very healthy representation for you that made Mm -hmm. a difference. So giving you that aspirational hope that you can find that, right? Yes. (laughs) We should always have that. I think our goal should always try to be, of course, we want to seek healthy relationships. That doesn't always happen to be the case, but we can at least hope for that and like kind of navigate it. Mm. But thanks for sharing that. So I guess in it's, you've seen quite a bit. So then now <laughs> I guess to just kind of bookend things, how is this affecting watching these K-dramas and being the creative that you are and an author, how has it impacted your, your, your creativity, your work? You know, how do you translate some of this very different culture to what you're doing now? Well, I, the way in which I kind of like take in media is that I, I analyze everything. Um, <laughs> like I can't help myself. Like if it if there's something to be analyzed, I'm already doing it. Well, you know, um, me too. Someone... I do that. I'm like, oh, let me, <laughs> let me think about what they mean by that. 
<laughs> yeah no I'm, I'm pretty sure like my mum watches the k-dramas with me not by choice it's more I've got it in the main room she's there so she just sits in um but because she's in the room with me when something happens I'm like oh this is interesting I will pause it turn to her and explain my thoughts and reasoning for what is happening it's like oh okay so this character here this is the situation that's going on but actually i think this may be the actual underlying situation and this is what i think is probably going to be happening later and she's there just like okay <laughs> she's like okay fran thanks yeah um i wish this is it was only for k-dramas i do it with everything everything every media i watch if there's something i'm like oh this is interesting i will pause it and tell whoever is in the room my thoughts. Sure, they don't want good. them, but <laughs> even if they don't, even if they anyway. don't want them, you're going to do it anyway. It just helps you, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's very much that thing. It's just like I have this, like almost like a potion, but like I have this thought of this media, and if I don't say it to someone, it's going to annoy me that I haven't said it out loud because I kind of need to say it because it's it's just something like I can't not analyze media whether it, even sure. if it's reading a book sometimes i'll stop reading this chapter like oh this has just happened oh my god i wonder what's going to sort of situation like everything even with my own books i've done it as well as like oh mom i've just written this in this book and this character is just this character's died and it's like oh my god i don't like i'm so emotional about this i know i did it but still well, that, i um, mean that's good you're really getting invested right emotionally invested yeah. in that and that's um yeah and then you love your work obviously the creativity so <laughs> Mm-hmm. for sure um and it just it kind of it leads to me just wanting to like take in more of it because it does inspire the way in which I'm writing like I'm currently writing at the moment like a new book that's not connected to the Into the Wild series it's very different it's a romantic comedy that I'm working on and a lot of the like, rom-coms that I've been watching in K-dramas have inspired me to get into like the right mood for writing a rom-com kind of taking the sort of right tropes that you kind of see of it of like the miscommunication the fake dating all that sort of stuff just kind of take the, the one bed situation yeah yes yeah. oh god there yeah everything and everything <laughs> is uh is inspiring me at the moment of kind of how to work this into this story and if I'm not in the right mood I will throw on even if it was like a rom-com I've watched before of a K-drama, I will throw it back on just to kind of get some more inspiration behind it because there's just something about them. They're just so, there's just so much to them that's just so sweeping with the romance and just like you want to be swept off your feet and that happens in K-dramas, just watching them. Um, And it definitely much, definitely inspires the way in which I've written my work. And um, yeah, I I don't even know how to like, describe it it's just seeing it and just seeing how these characters interact uh, interact has helped me figure out how to get my characters to interact in a way that kind of makes them both their own like original people they're not kind of sort of carbon copies of each other um and the relationship as well it's uh it's a lot of fun I I love that I love that that you turn on what's your go-to do you have a go-to or you just turn on whatever the ones you've watched um so my go-to is usually uh w two worlds apart um oh w yeah w, yeah oh i haven't seen it in so long yeah okay even though it breaks my heart every time which is like i need to it's a little <laughs> dramatic to... too though right w yeah. I, I got a little scared in some of the parts not even scared but you know what i mean like Ugh, yeah you so, know? oh my god sort of situation yeah yeah, yeah yeah oh i do miss i do miss um the main lead Jung Suk, I haven't seen, you'll see, we'll see him soon, but he's out of the, you know, he's, he was in the army for a little bit and now he's back, but yeah, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, a good yeah. One. that's interesting that you turn on that one. Okay. Huh. Yeah. I think it's the one that kind of like, uh, like outside of some of the others have like another like impact on me because like, <laughs> 
I was watching, I finished the show at four o'clock in the morning, hysterically sobbing. Oh. I like the last two episodes, just like, whoa. I'm trying to remember the last two episodes without spoiling it. Okay. I remember the last two episodes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> that was the situation. So I was like, okay, I know I've really enjoyed this one because like it had this impact that I was like, I can't stop. I've got four episodes left. I need to watch these episodes to find out what's happening. Yeah. And then, uh, I only half regretted it because I had to get up at like six o'clock the next day. So I was right. like, I know we've sleep. all had those moments, <laughs> but what, but what, what was thought, what was the most emotionally, you said four episodes left. You got so emotional. What was it about I me mean, without giving away the storyline, but that's been four years since people have been <laughs> out we could say it, but what was it that gripped you so much? So it was the depth of the relationship between the two main characters. Like I feel like their love story was one that kind of really, gripped me like I, I love all the love stories that have happened in the ones that I've seen like it's the one that run on even crash landing on you like all all incredible romances but the intensity of the romance in W was the one that I think just gripped me the most because it was the additional heartbreak in the fact that like he's technically not real but yeah. he is real at the same time and obviously does I won't spoil that bit, but I know, right. it's, but it's good. So people go watch it, but also, <laughs> yeah, but no. there was just something about it. Just like these added layers of the complexities of their relationship and yeah. just the depth behind it. And the, sort of the angst and the hurt behind the possibilities that they may not be able to be together because of how the, how this world works. Right. Um, and it was just, it was just so intense that you couldn't kind of stop watching you're right you're bringing me back now I do remember that Mm. particular scene too that was pretty intense for for that realization yeah yeah I'm just Mm. oh gosh way to bring me back um (laughs) that's a great one I'm so glad you mentioned that one just the intensity and so you're all about love well I mean we all should be about love I mean it's it's nice right to be loved and to love others Mm. well anyways as we're wrapping up any I always like to ask my guests any last minute words that you want to share when it comes to everything we've talked about, particularly K-dramas, identity, mental health, being queer, mm. all of that. What do you want to say? Um, I guess I sort of like a final thing, just see how the media that you know will represent you in some way, even if it's not always the best representation, finding something that you can see yourself in is probably the greatest experience you can ever have. And for someone who's queer, it's not always been the most common thing that I've been able to get, but just seeking out like I did like after seeing nevertheless and be like I need to find more things with soul and jiwon like characters and that led me down like this rabbit hole of finding more media that rep- like has even if it's small representation it's still there mm. doing something like that to kind of get that comfort for you of the things that you enjoy so uh, for example if you are african-american uh, or black british and you want to see more characters like yourself in media you can look these things up and you can find it possibly won't always be the best representation as I have heard from like some of my black friends but you know you can find things like that and I've heard that things have been improving obviously in the case of Quinn like representation in k-dramas that's been improving a lot in recent years um and even some of the older ones that I've seen they've not always been like the worst representation not always the best but it's always been it's been there even if it's not always been there in the best of lights and um yeah seek it out see how you know how you'll feel afterwards because like honestly it was such an like an incredible feeling for me to see Sol and Jawan and their relationship and them ending up together happy without any real fears of the world around them um and yeah it's just a great experience so seek it out if you can I love that advice yes thank you for sharing that seeking that out for the sake of 
validating you and who you are and what you want to see. So Fran, this was an amazing conversation. So glad we had it. Thank you so much for joining me. And I can't wait to have you back. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) I was like, what's she going to say? What? Okay. Well, I'll see you soon. Thanks for joining me. No worries. Bye.